Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Ride the Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Miller. Let's dive in. What is up, you guys? How are we doing tonight? Today? Whatever time you may be listening. How am I doing? Well, I recently discovered toe stretchers or toe spreaders. They're supposed to help with your foot alignment. Um, yeah, so I'm wearing them during this podcast, but I believe that I will deserve jail time if I show anyone what they look like on my toes. Not that you'll be able to see, thank God, because this is a podcast. (laughs) So Mimi, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, let me get right into it. Today, we're going to be discussing the experience of ego death with the help of Rory Gilmore. And if you don't watch Gilmore Girls, don't worry, I'll explain it all. When I realized I wanted to discuss the idea of experiencing an ego death, I was thinking about it on a very low level playing field, right? I just thought of it on an, like in its general basis of letting go of all sense of subjective self-identity. So what I originally thought of was the idea of just being entitled to your life working out the way that you believe it should because, you know, you grew up a certain way and so you're like, I am deserving because I am me. But that's not it. And I feel like you need to experience an ego death in order to get yourself back to, back to earth. Or maybe it'd be the opposite. Get yourself away from earth because during my deep dive, I, like prepping for this episode, I didn't realize like that discussing ego death could potentially be like a very psychedelic, deeper discussion than what I originally intended. And so honestly, I'm not knowledgeable or ready to go down that rabbit hole with you guys. So I am just going to just scratch the surface of discussing an ego death. So what I realized is that there's levels to this shit. And we're going to be talking about level one. And it just has to do with like self-inquiry and deep self-realization. And I believe that Miss Rory Gilmore is the perfect, she's the poster child of self-entitlement that ends up bringing her to her downfall. So when I think of an ego death, or what I originally thought of when I thought of ego death, is the aspect of putting yourself on a pedestal because you're so used to winning all the time. But then you get trampled on, you don't know how to handle it. It's the outlook of experiencing an ego death as a result of not getting everything you want or everything you think you deserve. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. I relate to Rory Gilmore. (laughs) And I will get into my own experience towards the end of this episode. But in order to get all my points across, I want to use a fictional character. Because her should be crazy. Because Rory is how mess express while also simultaneously being perfect. But once she hits a bump in the road, she doesn't know what to do with herself, right? And again, if you haven't seen Gilmore Girls, just stick with me here because I'm going to explain the type of person that Rory is and who she becomes. To preface everything you need to know about Rory Gilmore, she somehow ends up being the villain within the Gilmore Girls series. We grow to hate her, Loki. <laughs> and to brush up on Rory and her experiences, I watch a YouTube video called Gilmore Girls Rory, the OG annoying millennial by The Take. So I'm going to be making a few references to what they discussed. When I think of Rory and her eventual downfall, I think of 
her sense of entitlement. Rory is just so interesting, though, because she pulls a sense of entitlement from two entirely different aspects of her life. It's like, one, she thinks of herself as an underdog, so she thinks she's deserving of everything because she was raised by a single teen mom in a small town, uh, you know, but like she thinks that she's the underdog, so that's a reason why she should get everything she wants, right? But in the Takes YouTube video, they pulled a clip from the show where Logan actually reminds her, Logan is her college boyfriend who is of the same, like, family social class as her um, because there are two aspects of Rory Gilmore's life where it's like, yes, she was raised by a single mother, but she also comes from a very wealthy family. Her grandparents have a very high social status and a lot of wealth, as does Logan's family. So Logan reminds her, he's like, this quote, whether or not you like it, you are one of us. You went to prep school. You go to Yale. Your grandparents are building a whole damn astronomy building in your name, end quote. Like, Rory had a cotillion. She gets to travel the world with her grandma. And, you know, they got her a car. They paid for her education. Like, she really is privileged in almost every sense. Yeah, she, Rory is extremely privileged, period. But when it's convenient for Rory to be the underdog, she plays that role. But yeah, on the flip, Rory also pushes a sense of entitlement because of her family's wealth and class status. And it's honestly amazing how often she plays the victim. She just, she knows which angle of herself will help her out in whatever situation it may be. But what I learned by like, you know, rehashing through Rory's character arc is that we can't fully blame her. Since she was a child, she's been put on a pedestal by her family. One time her mom said, like, if you're looking for my daughter, she'll be the one with a book in her hand and a halo. <laughs> Rory has always been the good girl with great grades, like, perfect angel. Everyone always said she's meant for Harvard and she's going to be this, like, huge award-winning journalist. But Rory didn't push to be a journalist and just listened to Mitchum Huntsberger, who was her boyfriend's dad and he owned, like, a major newspaper and he told her that she didn't have what it took therefore she just listened to him because he's you know he knows what he's talking about and he knows best so if he told her or not what if when Mitchum told her she doesn't have what it takes she quit just like that and what happened after this spiral that then led her to drop out of Yale she got to live a cushy lifestyle at her grandparents and on top of it, they gave her the pool house. They said, here, honey, you can have the pool house all to yourself. Here's your little house. Congratulations. It's okay you dropped out of Yale. It's okay you just kind of listened to this man. Granted, they didn't fully know the circumstances until, like, she was living with them. And they realized, like, oh, my God, we cannot baby her anymore. We need to push her again. It's just annoying because, like, why couldn't Rory push herself? I don't know. That's kind of rude of me to say because, you know, she was... 20 some years old in college and she has been put on this pedestal her entire life so it's like once she failed she didn't know what to do right rory didn't get this major new york times internship um she didn't get some jobs she was rejected for jobs that she applied for you know rory does end up going to yale spoiler alert she goes back to school yeah 
but she was still kind of in this egotistical mindset of thinking like she deserved everything that she wanted just because, you know, I'm Rory Gilmore and I go to Yale. So therefore I should get this New York Times internship and I should get every single job I apply for, right? Wrong. And that's like the main part of ego death that I really like get you guys on board with is that she never learned. She would fail, be coddled, try again, but she still had this like egotistical outlook and then she still like wouldn't get what she wanted and she just never, she never changed her outlook. She never changed her mindset trajectory and therefore she just kept failing. So Rory didn't get the New York Times internship. This is like the third time I said, I know. So let's talk about it. Her mom, Lorelai, sits her down and she says, quote, most of the things you've gone for, you've gotten. This setback may give you some perspective, end quote. Did it? Not really. And that's the fucking problem with Rory. Like she, it didn't really change her perspective. Something in the YouTube video that I watched um, that they that they touched on is that she had two job rejections that led Rory to panic and think she'll never get a job. And they pulled a recent statistic from, I honestly don't know where they pulled this statistic from, but it's dated February 25th, 2020. It looks like hired chai something. It says, quote, recent stats shows it takes 100 to 200 plus applications to receive one job offer and that it takes like 10 to 20 applications to get one interview. But, you know, Rory only applied for two jobs and it was the end of the world. End of the world. And to just kind of like put this in perspective of myself, like I applied for over a hundred jobs and I didn't hear back from any. And if I did, it was a no, but I got zero interviews. It wasn't until after like, you know, just, just (laughs) getting nothing from all my effort that I realized I was actually getting a different perspective. So just like what Lorelai said, like most of the things you've gone for, you've gotten, the setback may give you some perspective. That actually happened to me. And so it pisses me off that to see to see Rory kind of go through the same thing and just kind of give up. In the YouTube video by The Take, they say, quote, it's not that Rory makes mistakes, it's that she refuses to learn, end quote. And I had to pull this quote directly from the video because... I just, it it just perfectly captures exactly what I'm trying to say. It pisses me off that, you know, I had this, this certain very structured mindset about how things needed to be. And then like, I kept failing and then I realized, okay, maybe I need to switch that mindset up, you know, and that has led me to a partial ego death, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully there yet. I'm that level one. And I don't even know if I'll ever, you know, get to a full ego death, like to the, intense level that others get to you know I don't I don't know if I'll ever get there but for me it's it's all about being mindful of of this ego and like being mindful that you know maybe I should try something else but Rory never fucking does and it's just so annoying to see she thinks she's entitled to everything she wants because of her status or family's money or because she had an elite education which all seem valid like she did work hard But I think that life works the way it's supposed to and that you're just going to keep getting handed the same lesson until you finally learn. And it took Rory quite some time. So the show Gilmore Girls ended and then, what, 10 years later, they um, created Year in the Life. So it takes place when Rory is now 32 years old. The last last thing we see her in the 
in the main series is her graduating college. So now we see her. She's 32. What's she doing? <laughs> she's a journalist, sure. But, you know, she's coming unprepared to work. She's not really putting in the effort. She's not putting in true effort. And then, like, same shit. She's like, why am I not getting everything I want? She's, you know, she's a boy for a fiance, I think, that she's cheating on. She is sleeping with engagement. Like, she's still making shitty mistakes. And it's the same shit that she did when she was in her teens and 20s. So, you know, I think for Rory, it took her being in her 30s and still not having a job or, you know, the life she envisioned to finally humble herself. Actually, spoiler alert. How do I explain this? Gilmore Girls is literally like Rory following in her mother's footsteps. And so Rory ends up getting pregnant, just like her mother did long ago, you know, Um, as many women do, you know, but... um. I think it literally took her getting pregnant in order to give her a reality check. I don't think Rory ever thought about like the broader sense of looking into experiencing an ego death until becoming pregnant. It was she always just thought about herself and then she finally had to envision this other life for herself now that she'd have a baby. A bebe. So I think, you know, her her pregnancy, hopefully, because the last thing, of course, of course the writers did this to us, the last thing we see is Rory saying, Mom, I'm pregnant. And that's literally it. And then we just get to, like, envision what her life could be like. So, you know, I like to believe that Rory's pregnancy, like, leads her to release all of her entitlement and preconceived notions of what needs to be and just let things happen as they are. She was always just pushing. She always just was holding on too tight to how life needed to be. And it's kind of like, what's that saying? Like, the harder you hold on to the rope, like the, it'll like fucking cut your hand up. <laughs> Do you know what the saying I'm thinking of? Basically, you know, the the tighter you hold on, the the worse it's going to be. But it, once you let go, like things will fall as they are meant to. I see a lot of myself in Rory, good and bad. And I find many similarities amongst the two of us at times. But I think... With me, I'm able to be mindful of this, and being able to recognize her faults has allowed me to recognize those things within myself. So, thank you, Rory. (laughs) But it wasn't that long ago where I finally got introspective about my mindset on life and I realized, like, I was doing it all wrong. It wasn't that long ago where I convinced myself to just let things be and that things will happen as they're meant to. I so badly always wanted to plan everything in my life and I have expectations and a strong belief that whatever I want is what I deserve. Therefore, it's going to work out for me the way I want it to. And what made it so easy for me to have this outlook is that I never previously failed. Like Rory, most of the things that I've gone for, I've gotten. Unlike Rory though, like I got a grip and gained some perspective, thank fucking God. Everything I ever wanted, I pretty much got. You know, I auditioned for the competition team, got it. You know, got into the classes I wanted. I became, what, class president in high school. I was cheer captain in high school. Everything that I went for, I got. You know, I go to college. You know, I get get into a sorority. I become president of that sorority. Like, everything I wanted, I got. 
But then I graduated college and I thought, you know, I did all these things. I am a good person. People like me. Therefore, like, I'll get the jobs that I want. I thought I was going to have, like, my pick of the litter when it came to jobs <laughs> in media. And while I'm, like, sad that it, that that didn't happen, I'm also, like, thank God that didn't happen. Because if I wouldn't have failed finally, I wouldn't be going through this, this uh, different outlook and mindset of life. I wouldn't have experienced an ego death. So like I said earlier, I really do believe life will continue handing you the same lesson until you make a change. I still believe that what's for me will always be for me, but you have to go after that. You have to be in the right mindset. You have to be open to what is meant for you because that's the thing. We have these expectations of our life and how we want it to be, but maybe it's not meant to be that way. So then you have to have a downfall and, and you know, gain a different perspective of, okay, maybe I should just let go and let life happen the way it should. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't work hard towards what you want, right? But I still believe that what's meant for you will be there for you. You will receive what's meant for you, but it might not be what you had, what you had previously envisioned. So then I start to think that maybe I needed all those wins to build up my ego so that later in life, it could all just come crashing down and humble the fuck out of me, right? An ego death at its finest, truly. I truly believe that all the positive and then like now negative needed to happen to alter my entitled mindset. But, you know, I will say that I'm not 100% there yet. I can acknowledge that. But I am on the path to betterment, unlike you know, Rory was at my age. So I'm still, I'm still constantly reminding myself that I need to put in the work. Yes, things will happen as they're meant to in life, but it's still of the entitled mindset to believe that you can sit back and let the good stuff come to you. You need to put positive energy and good karma and hard work into the world to prove that you've learned a lesson and are deserving of the next good thing to come into your life. When I graduated college, I thought I was deserving of the jobs that I wanted because of previous effort, but I wasn't truly putting in the effort that I should have, you know, like what really made me stand out from the crowd from all, all the other media applicants? Not really anything, but in my mind, I was like, uh, I made a funny spring break video, so therefore I should get any media job I want. No, no. So I'm glad like I have that perspective now, and now I'm like, okay what are some other goals of mine? I'm like, let's fucking do a podcast because that's something that I have always envisioned for myself but never like put the effort into doing. Here I am. I probably wouldn't be here if, you know, I got everything I wanted. Mm -hmm. You guys are so lucky for my downfall. <laughs> so yeah, lately I've been working to have an open mindset while still doing things to continue making progress in my life. I sat back for a year thinking things would fall into my lap and nish, nish happened. It's once I started making moves to better my life that good things then came to me. So I wasn't getting the job I wanted. Okay, I was like, let's move to a city that I want to move to. Let's fucking move to New York. Let's do it. Let's just get any job I can. Might not be my dream job, but let's just do it. So I started like putting effort into creating my own happiness and now good things are coming to me. And hey, like I haven't gotten the career I'm truly interested in yet, but I believe I'm on a better track of gaining that success all because I let go of that perfect picture of what I thought my life should be. I was shattered when after 100 applications, I didn't even get an interview. I sat around and I cried. 
but then I realized that I was just wasting so much time and and putting out so much negative energy that it was affecting my happiness and my overall well-being. I had to change my mindset and changing my mindset changed my actions there and then I think therefore that will change like my karma and I hopefully won't be reliving the same lessons over and over again. Hopefully this is my path to breaking that cycle. I believe that I can receive anything I want and I am open to change, you know. It's just not clicking yet, but I'm working on it. So on that note, you know, I hope that this episode gave you some self-perspective thoughts. If you need to take away one thing from this episode, it's to not be like Rory Gilmore, okay? Okay, be better. You know, just kind of dig deep into yourself and think about, am I putting the energy out into the world that I wish to receive as well? And if you're not, what are ways that you can start doing this? So just, you know, take a step down, ground yourself, and build yourself back up. You got this. I got this. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm going to put the links to all my social media in the description. And as always, if you could leave a review, rate this podcast, um, save this podcast to your to your what library, so then every week when I upload, it'll just be there on your pretty little screen, ready to go. <laughs> All right, thank you all for the support, and I really hope that I made any type of sense today. Okay? Okay. Love you all. See you next time. Bye.